0: Hey everyone, Morgan here. Your regular episode of Quick to Listen is still coming on Wednesday, but we wanted to share a short trailer for season two of Living in Effective in the Meantime. It's a podcast about what happens when the Bible and humanity collide, and it's produced by CT Creative Studio and the Christian Standard Bible. This season, they're taking it from the theoretical to the practical as they dive into a subject so many of us struggle to sit with, grief. All six episodes of Living and Effective will drop later this month. So go search for Living and Effective and subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts. Again, it's called Living and Effective. Hope you guys enjoy it. In this season of Living and Effective, we wanted to move from the past to the present. In season one, we dealt with how the Bible collided with historical moments. But now we were setting our sights on something a little more close to home, the prosperity
1: gospel. I became this heir apparent of their anointed mantle. Everybody was always prophesying over me as a young man that I'm going to be the next great faith healer. We would travel the world, flying on private planes. Packing out stadiums and preaching a gospel that is, Jesus died to save you, yeah, but he didn't just save you from sin or from hell or to give you this new life in him. You're getting your heavenly banker and he's going to unleash and dispense, like an ATM, money, healing, and blessings, and nothing in your life is ever going to be the same.
0: Maybe you're like me. I'm not really swayed at all
1: by the prosperity gospel.
0: I don't really get how this stuff is compelling to others. Popoff was the down-rent, tent revival, rural preacher par excellence. And his victims of his fraud were not exclusively, but the most gullible and most helpless. Um, But those, of course, are the people with the greatest need to believe sometimes. This is not something that's targeted at me. Is it?
1: Richard, if you and I were really honest, even as Christians, in our most weak, human, frail, even sinful, lustful state, what do we really want? We want comfort, right? Yeah. I I want a paycheck, don't you? Yeah. Richard, in
0: my prayer time, God showed me some of the hard things you're now dealing with. God gave me this word for you. I get it. You're desperate. Here's one possible solution, $19. So I set out to dissect the prosperity gospel, but I found myself realizing that the prosperity gospel is actually a symptom of something much bigger, which is this tendency we have to do everything we can to escape grief.
2: Their faith compels them to basically ignore everything that they're hearing, ignore the monitors, ignore the doctors, ignore the beeping of the heart devices, and let your faith tell you the impossible.
0: I haven't been praying for a million dollars to drop in my lap, but I've definitely been negotiating with God when I don't like the life he's handed me.
2: If I this, then you that. It's another way of trying to avoid the full-blown truth of the loss.
0: What do we do with the emotions stirred by pain and loss? How can the Bible shape our understanding of grief and help us process the things that happen to
2: us in our lives? There are ways in which I experienced some of these five stages of grief, I had no idea of the kind of griefs and losses that I would be experiencing now.
0: It doesn't feel victorious to think about those times. Um, There isn't this like epic sense of I triumphed and I grew so much. and I have this amazing testimony about this time in my life. Yeah, we don't have a resolution like that.
1: Life will never be the same.
2: They won't get back what they lost. I've lived long enough. But why does God want to take away my kid's dad? Everything that is lost will be restored. I have no idea what that means losses are just losses
0: we don't fear the afterlife we fear the broken present the sickness that doesn't go away the broken marriage that isn't healed besides waiting around and hoping for promises to be answered in eternity what do we do now about our grief and our pain and our suffering.
2: When you pray, darkness is my only companion, you are trusting in the God of the covenant, even in your desolation. And yet, you also are praying in the one who has walked this path before you, in the one who has walked the path of darkness, Jesus Christ.
0: We want to steer clear of prosperity teaching. But the biblical path is just as uncomfortable to us. Working through our grief, when we don't have all the answers, is never pleasant. On this season of Living in Effective, we're opening up the Bible to see how it collides with denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. The memories I do have of the really low moments. I am not sustaining myself. I haven't had enough sleep. I'm not eating right. So in a very real sense, feeling like my very life was being held and protected by Christ. I don't know why God did it. I'm not sure if that would be worth it Mm. in my book. Grief is inevitable, but it doesn't have to be inevitably lonely. Join us this season on Living and Effective. Coming Monday, august nineteenth.